community where you live, you are not as good as the other person. Or you are not elo- as eloquent as the other person. Or the other person is better than you. And a lot of time you have actually gone out during birthday. You bought things for other people you have never remembered to buy for yourself. Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love your, yourself, you can't really love your neighbor. Amen? Have you realized that you are not ordinary? You are, not, you are specially made. Nobody is you. You are unique. This is a unique church. And that is why, seriously, you don't compare Christ the Tabernacle with any church. It's a different, divinely chosen by God. The way we do things in this church is not that, oh, this is how other churches do it. If you have seen, come and tell me. And that is why Apostle is a different human being entirely. He's a different pastor. You have had discussion with other pastors. You find out that you have a divinely chosen man of God, a divinely chosen woman of God. There are some areas you will go to and the founder and the wife of the founder, oh my God, is a long way to get through to them. You say, how do you know? Stay as long as I have stayed. You will find out. Praise the Lord. So if I don't know, which means I don't really know anything. Since 1985, I think that I give God the glory, yes? No, it's, it's, sometimes it's need to sit back and find out that, is this really what is happening? You're gonna, you have to really realize that you're not ordinary. God brought you in for a purpose. The stars don't struggle to shine in the night, do they? So you cannot struggle to shine. Those, then we have nurses, doctors, midwives, they will tell us better. When a baby is about to be, uh, with, uh, when the sperm is about to fertilize the egg, there are many that are struggling there to fertilize the egg. But you managed to fertilize your mom's egg. You already overcame from the womb. So how can you come out of the world and say that you are ordinary? You are special. You overcame from the womb, you struggled, you made it, you were given birth to, here you are sitting down, and somebody come and tell you you are ordinary. No, it cannot happen. Amen. Amen. Anybody who tells you, who look at you and say, nothing good can come out of you. you what you do, look at them and smile and hug them. Because life can be very difficult for a blind person. Praise the Lord. Because they, if they can see properly, they will know that a lot of things can come out of you. That is why you really need to sit this Christmas, sit back and say, God, I'm wonderfully and specially made. There is nobody like me. I am special in your sight. And David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't wait. Some people say, I came to work. I've been working in that church for this number of years. Nobody has said thank you to me. Who will say thank you to Apostle? Everybody is working out for their own salvation. And I tell people, salvation is not easy. It costs somebody's life. Jesus has to die for salvation for you and I to get it free of charge. 
And that is why the Bible said, in Christ Jesus, when you are in Christ Jesus, you are new. All things are past. That is why. When I say this, I'm not going little on sin. I'm not saying that sin is good. But any sin God has forgotten, you have no right to remember. Praise the Lord. Anything you did yesterday that God has forgotten, you have no right to remember. And don't allow the enemy to play on your mind, telling you what you did two years ago. That is why certain things is happening or not happening. But in our life, what we did is let God take the glory. The blind man, the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned, this man or the parents? Jesus said, neither this man nor the parents sinned. This happened for the name of the Lord to be glorified. You live your life on a daily basis that the name of the Lord should be glorified. Praise the Lord. Quickly, this is, that, you know, Pastor Tai was mentioned in the morning. I like it so much that during Christmas, people write, give you card, Xmas. Years back, where I work, anybody who gives me Xmas card, I will not take it. Because the world has looking a very long time, a way to take Christ out of the celebration. Christ is Christmas is mass is celebration. It's actually celebration of Christ. And this is the best time to do evangelism, to be honest with you. Because how can you come to my birthday if you don't know me? We are doing the birthday of Jesus Christ. And people don't know Christ and they want to celebrate him. They commercialize it. X is an unknown quantity. You use it for something unknown. X and Y. So how can you use my Lord as his Xmas? Oh, this Xmas period. I said, sorry? Xmas period. I don't understand what you mean. So, so oh, do you mean Christmas? I say, oh, it's a short form. There is no short form. Christ is not too long. So don't short form it for me. And the Israelite didn't go to Canaan through a shortcut anywhere. Praise the Lord. Anything you get shortcut, it don't last. Any, if you go to short courses, don't, you don't get proper certificates on them. You want one day course, there is no certificate. You have to sit down, study very well before you get a proper certificate. So anything short, it doesn't look good. Amen? But you have to know that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. And you, sometimes you need to wake up in them and say, Lord, I thank you for who you have made me. Anybody can be like, nobody can be you. You see, I'm, just, don't, I'm not reading palm. You see our palm? You see the lines, these three lines. There is nobody on even identical twins. It's never the same. If, check your neighbor's one. Is, there is, it can never be the same. It is always different. That tells you God knew who he put inside of you. Nobody is you. No, anybody can be like. And if there are two of you, one is a fake. Praise the Lord. Please, let's look at Exodus chapter 14. 
Exodus 14 from verse 8. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued Israelites, who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they, com- as they camped by the sea near Piharion, opposite Bazevon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there, there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Go on. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? <coughs> you, know, you see, when this, when this happened... Moses has already encouraged them. Told them what is going to happen before going to the Lord. Then the Lord said to, said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites, move on. That's where for now. Tell your neighbor, move on. Move on. Don't plan for yesterday. Plan for tomorrow. Yesterday is gone. Move on. Plan for tomorrow. What, that thing that held you bound, put it aside. You are special in God's sight. Go, Moses had deficiency. God used him. What deficiency do you have that you think God cannot use you? If God can use a donkey in Numbers 22, God can use you. We're going to read that scripture very soon. But I want to read another scripture. I want to look at before... Okay. Before that, I want to say this. When Samuel went to anoint David the king, he got a place. Okay, let's look at it. I think I still have some time. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 11. So, so he asked Jesse, that's somewhere asking Jesse, when all the children have all passed by, anyone that come in, the appearance that that one shows, somewhere will say, no, not the, the Lord will say, no, not this one. Until everybody passed, and I asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. But he's tendering the sheep. Someone said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. Look, that is interesting. Do you know what? His father even forgot him. His own father. He's the youngest. He was the one sent out to go and tend the sheep. In the house, are you doing house chores? 
and say, well, my brother, my sister, they're not doing anything, it's only me. Are you here? You have siblings in Africa or here who are now sending money to their parents and it's only you. Keep doing it. Is it all? His own father forgot him. His brothers forgot him. Nobody remembered him. But God remembered him. Because he's not an ordinary child. God remembered him. For the fact you are not an ordinary woman, you are not an ordinary man, you are not an ordinary boy, you are not an ordinary girl, God will remember you. Let the people forget you, but God will remember you. When that thing is so difficult, you call upon him, he will remember you. Samuel said, we will not sit down until the boy arrives. Do you know they did not even eat? Until David, that is when his kingship started to reign. He has not been anointed. Then we will not sit down until the king is making arrives. That meeting will not hold if you are not there. They will call a meeting because you have great potential, because you are not ordinary. They will not have that meeting. And if they have that meeting without you, when you arrive, it, they will start it again. Because you hold the mountain. The mountain is in your hand. God has so much anointed you and put you aside, give you special protection, give you special anointing, that they will not sit down until you arrive. When David came back, you know, David did not hold it against them. That is why whatever happens, don't hold it against Because people who are extraordinary, don't bear grudges. Special people don't look at faults. Special people don't look backwards. Because when you look backwards, have you, you know those who conduct orchestra? Any orchestra conductor does not look to the crowd. If he looks to the crowd, he'll miss it. Don't look to the crowd. Look to the master. When they look at, they concentrate on what they are doing, they don't look at their back. Because if they look at their back, they will miss what they are doing. Check your life. How many times have you looked backwards? How many times have you looked at, ah, and that person is a Christian. Look at what she or she did to me. You know, I don't judge Christianity by the conduct of Christians. I judge Christianity by the conduct of Christ. He alone. You know, Christ is not the better way. He is the only way. You know, when you say good, better, best, because you have option, Christ is not the better way. He is the only way. There is no option. It has to be Christ or nothing. That is why, if you have given your life to Christ, because you are extraordinary, no matter what anybody says or does to you, you just dust it and move on. And you react to them as... Because sometimes the enemy can walk through some people. But don't have you that if anybody says this against you, say the enemy is walking through them. There might be something to correct. But what you look at, you need to look at positively. If you look at the people God used in the Bible that are very special. We just mentioned David a little bit. Look at all what David did. Even the time... When his own son wanted to overthrow him. 
The man Ahithophel, who was the counsel for David, who defected to, the, to Absalom. When the other man came in and prayed that we turn the counsel of Ahithophel into the counsel of foolishness. That is what disarranged the camp of Ahithophel. And when, Ahithophel, when, when Absalom died, the man who came to tell David that Absalom is dead, David had to mourn his own son because he is special. He didn't look at wrong. He had the opportunity to kill Saul, but he did not because he's special. Moses, Israelites sinned, sinned and did a lot of things that he was wrong. But he kept on interceding on their behalf. They will insult him. They will intercede on his behalf. If you look at when Apostle of Obama praying for you, you wonder. In 1986, there was a prayer Apostle prayed. We were in a place. He said, Lord, be my counsel and my wisdom. Because I am going to counsel your people. This happened in 1986. Today, I'm not surprised what is happening. Because when you put any man or woman who put God first, you find that they are true, true, extraordinary. How do you know a man of God? You tell me that, Pastor, there are a lot of things happening in this world. We don't know who is a man or woman of God. I only give you one tip. Others, you have to come and pay for them. I'm only joking. If you see a man or woman, any minister of the gospel, who draw people to themselves, watch it. If you see a true man or woman of God, will draw people to the master. He will lead people to he or she will lead people to the master, not to themselves. But we who leads people to the master will be honored and respected. You find that here in this house, Apostle will lead you to what will be good for your life, for your eternity, not come and worship him. No. The same with the Mamioma. That is what we really need to look at. If you look at from the scriptures, what happened? You see, when people who are born extraordinary, when Jesus was born, all his mates were killed. He didn't have age, any age that is a man. Ponder on it. When he was born, the news got to Herod. He said, kill all the children within that age. There was no age mates. When Moses was born, almost the same thing happened. No age mate. When I was born, I didn't have age mate that is a man. Ah, indeed, that is it. In your life, there are something that has happened. You find out I'm extraordinary. You need to reflect back on it. There are certain things that happened to you that has never happened to somebody else. You look at it. Oh my goodness, this is true. Because God knew what he was making you for. That is why there is no child that is a mistake. Uh, oh, we, weren't, we were expecting a boy. Who told you we were expecting a boy? Oh, we are expecting a girl. Who told you it's a girl we are expecting? Oh, we weren't expecting any at all. Who told you? When God determined what is going to happen, it has to happen. And sometimes you come and say, oh, why was I born into this family? God knew why you were there. Praise the Lord. You can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. God chose them for you, and you better enjoy it. Praise the Lord. We are here as a family. You may not like the other person physically, 
you better enjoy him or her. That is the truth. Because God knew where you are coming from and brought you into that place. Oh, I don't like what is happening. You don't have to like everything. But know it, know it for sure that God in you is the hope of glory. You know, the birth and resurrection of Christ, Satan was taken by surprise. Amen? Satan did not know what was about to happen. The Magi saw the star as he revealed to them and they started following. They went to tell the Her- Herod. He didn't even know. He said, what king? Somebody has come to ride for me. He was surprised. Then when Christ died, on the resurrection, Satan was taken by surprise. Anything concerning you, when God is about to bless you, Satan will be taken by surprise. Satan will not be there, will not know what is happening because your life is hidden in God, in Christ, and Christ in God. So that's why Satan will have nothing to do with you because anything concerning you, Satan is taken by surprise. When you will be promoted, Satan will be taken by surprise. When the healing will take place, Satan will be taken by surprise. When you will be anointed, Satan will be taken by surprise. Satan cannot stop what God has for you. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man or woman opens the door, I will come in and have dinner with them. You know, there's a difference between having a dinner and having a breakfast. Breakfast, you're breaking your fast, you want to eat and rush out. But dinner, you sit down and relax. Jesus wants to have dinner with you. Now you are special. Do you really know this God that made you special? Or you heard about him? Is it God you were told of? Or the God you have discovered yourself? Is it God your parents told you? Because your parents go to church. Your brothers go to church. Your friends go to church. Your neighbors go to church. And that is why you follow, you, you follow them and go to church. Or have you really discovered this God? What's my name? Praise the Lord. Now, if I don't tell you my name, you will call me whatever you like. Yes? If, you don't, I don't, if I don't tell you who I am, you can just call me anything you like. You, go, you have to determine who are you. Who are you really? Have you sat back? God, you created me. What am I here for? What is my purpose? I am special. I'm, I'm wonderfully made. You have created me with great potential. But what am I doing? Who am I really? Have you discovered who you are in God? The God you are serving, is it God somebody told you? Or some God you have rediscovered? But I tell you, in this church you will discover God. If you have not discovered him yet, don't go anywhere. Because you will discover God. There's a brother in our midst, I won't call his name. When he joined us, years passed, he had dreadlocks. He was coming to church. He was doing everything. Nothing happened. Nobody told him, cut it off or don't cut it off. One day, he woke up. 
We saw him and said, what happened? He decided to cut it off. So he got convicted. That same brother, we go to bus. Early in the morning, late in the evening, you'll be preaching in the bus. He was preaching out of conviction. I remember one early morning, a sister called me. She was in that bus. She said, Pastor Sidney, you can't talk, talk to this brother. I said, what did he do? He shouted in the bus. I said, really? He said, what shout? Is he, is he quarreling with somebody? No, he's preaching. Are you are there? Instead of praying for him, you've called me to report him? Uh, now, you know what that is like. So when you discover that God, the God himself, no, you won't keep quiet. You will shout it off, roofed off. When you are promoted, you don't keep quiet. When something good happens to you, you don't keep quiet. What is it that happened to us that is greater than our salvation? You know, if Satan has the power, you know the first thing he can stop in your life is your salvation. Not even your material wealth. Because that's the greatest thing that had happened to a man or woman. But Satan hasn't got that power. Because what God has inside of you is hidden in Christ and Christ in God. For Satan to get through to you, Satan has to get to God, get to Christ before you. So when you have that confidence, nothing will happen to you. To be honest with you, you know, for me personally, anybody who says anything against me, seriously, I pray for that person. Because the person doesn't know who he's dealing with. I remember in 1985, I was moving into a house. And this gentleman collected my deposit and said that I'll move in next week, next week, next month, next, until that was it. I didn't ask about it again. I didn't move to the same house. I didn't do anything. I said, Lord, I leave, I leave him up to you. One day, yes, I think 1988-89, he saw me on the road. He said, you are the one making God to punish me. I said, what happened? <laughs> hey, because I owe you. I said, then, sort yourself out with God. Did I come to you? Because I know it within myself. If anywhere I go, if you raise your hand or your mouth against me, one way or the other, you will, God will fight, always fight for me. One day, I was in a particular place. I won't say where because I don't know if the person is here or not. Two people, I won't tell you whether they are men or women either. <laughs> we are talking about me in a particular language. They didn't know that I picked that particular language. And the person I was with understands that language very well. The person was so shaking, shaking her head. Say, ah. As I, open, I want to open the door. The person said, Pastor, don't open the door. I said, why? I said, no, let me spare them the rough. As I opened the door, they said, ah! What they were saying that time is, Pastor Sidney always think that this church is his father's business. <laughs> actually, that was actually what it was. And when they, when I, today, some of them are here, some of them are not. They are my best friends. Because when people say something is out of ignorance, you won't, you, there's no point of you trying to argue it at, at that point in time. Because that is why it is very important for you to look at your child of God, not just a pastor, 
a child of God who Jesus died for, don't talk against them. No matter what, because that there is anointing on their head. You know, if we can measure the blood Christ shed on the cross of Calvary in this cup, the same quality and quantity that was shared on behalf of our apostle was the same word shared on behalf of you and I. So that is why when we say you are special, indeed you are special. But discover that God that made you special. Discover that Father that in you, he said, everything is fine for me. You see, love is not finding somebody you will live with. That's not love. Love is finding somebody you will, live, you will not live without. We have agape love. When we find love in Christ, we cannot live without God. It's not finding somebody, oh, I want to live with this person. No. Is I cannot leave. That's what, husband and wife is outside. Mother and children, father and children are outside. But Christ is the ultimate. Praise the Lord. I, I always tell my boys the only commandment in the Bible with a promise is honor your father and your mother. That you have a long life. That's the only, among the Ten Commandments, that is the only one with a promise. If your father or mother is still alive today, please, honor them now. Don't wait when it's late. I digress that a little bit. And that is why we have a father and mother in the house. We need to start honoring them in any form or manner. Praise the Lord. Yes, to be honest with you, if I'm given a choice, I won't go for another church. If I'm given a choice, I won't pick another pastor. If I'm given a choice, I won't, I won't pick another set of leaders. There are people in Christ's tabernacle that you will sit down and say, indeed, this is the church of God. I was in a place when they were talking about pastors, what they do, what they don't do. I stood there and said, my church is different. They said, no, it can't be. Then explain to them what happens. Apostle has never bothered himself. Where are we going to get money to do A, B, C, D? There was a time we haven't bought cathedral then. A particular church was um, buying their building and Apostle said we need to give them some money. He called me from Africa. Pastor Sydney, we need to transfer X amount to so and so church. Then we are raising money to buy cathedral. Don't tell him I said this. <laughs> when, when he said it, I said, I didn't say anything, I just kept quiet. Pastor Sidney, don't worry, God will bless us. He saw my spirit from there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. From Africa. I, didn't, I haven't said anything. He said, because my mind there was, we are, we are, I know how much cathedral we cost. Seriously, you would think that way. We want to buy that place. 
Because now, 31st of December is coming. It was always a headache for us. Where are we going to be? And we wanted to get that as quick as possible to be able to move to cathedral so that everybody will be accommodated. You know why? I, I remember one day we wanted to come go to 31st meeting. My little boy said, Daddy, let's go quick. Let's. I said, why are you going to... He said, I want, to, I want to get a seat because your own seat is already reserved. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, you see, we have wonderful children. So, he said, your own seat is already reserved. So, I want to get my own seat. <laughs> so, Apostle said, don't worry. Not knowing where we are sowing seed. And you'll be amazed what God used members of Christ for Tabernacle to do as far as cathedral is concerned. And now, 31st December is coming. We are not looking for, where are we going? Where are we not going? We know everybody will get a seat to sit on. Praise the Lord. But saying that, any available hall in Southeast we went to, we started 72 Love Duke Mills in Apostles' House. We moved to uh, uh, New King Street, Hughes Community Center. Moved to Deford, uh, Deford, uh, Deford, uh, Deford Hall, went to All Saints, went to Millwall, went to Riverdale, left, went, for, went to Catford. People were saying, if indeed God called you, where haven't you got a place? Where are those people today? Because we are divinely chosen by the Master. You are divinely chosen by the master. For the fact it has not happened in your life today, does not mean it's not going to happen. Delay is never denial. When it will come, it will come at the right time. Forget about the age. Age, I always say, I mean it so much, age is number. If it's not number, what is it then? No, tell me. If age is not number, what is it? Is it, is it alphabet? You can write it in alphabet, but you still come back to one, two, three. Praise the Lord. Forget about what it is. There are younger people today who are occupying top positions. I was so blessed when I was asked about some of our youths and what they're doing. I'm extremely too proud of them. And those of them who have not queued in, please are begging God's name, queue in. And don't compare yourselves. You walk, we walk shoulder by shoulder. There's no competitive spirit. If with the competition is how we win more souls. Amen? You are divinely chosen by God. There is nothing the enemy can do as far as you are concerned. If God can use a donkey, God can use you. Amen? I think, let's read, I want us to read that thing quickly. Is in... Um, Numbers 22, please. Wow. Numbers 22, starting from 23. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing 
by the road with a drawn sword in hand. She, she turned off the road into a field. Balaam beat her to get her back on the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between two vineyards with walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pressed close to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. As we read, picture, picture, have the picture it. So he beat her again. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam, and he was angry and beat her with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and she spoke to Balaam, What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Donkey has never spoken before. Balaam answered the donkey, You have made a fool of me. If I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. That's it. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. The angel of the Lord asked him, Why have you beat your donkey these three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If she had not turned away, I would have certainly have killed you by now, but I would have spared her. Praise the Lord. Balaam did not see the angel, but you will see the angel. Because your eyes will not go dim. But God used a donkey, an animal. Is there anything wrong with you that God cannot use you? If God can use a donkey, God can use me. God can use you. And God using you, you know, honor and respect we give to people is not only when you mount the puppy to preach. Praise the Lord. Honor ourselves. Anosha, when Anosha comes in and tells me, Pastor, sit down. I will sit down there because they are in authority. I will obey whatever is happening. That is why. If anybody has said anything against you, if you realize who you are, to be honest with you, you just pray for that person. Moses, when Moses married the wife he married, and Aaron and Miriam were not happy with him. What they did was wrong. What he did was wrong. But God told them, who are you to judge my own servant? Praise the Lord. I'm not saying if you say anything wrong, that you should condone it. But let's watch out. Ordinary people don't say things anyhow. Praise the Lord. Extraordinary people who are special in the sight of God have special protection. These people we mentioned in the Bible, there's no time would have gone to our head. Mentioned David, Moses, Samuel. We look at them. Look at Samson, what happened to Samson. Samson brought in, I think Pastor Roger mentioned him one of the days he was ministering. Samson was born for a purpose. 
But he told his parents, marry her for me because my flesh desires her. What is it that your flesh is desiring against your spirit? But my brother, my sister, you cannot have siesta in Delilah's laps and expect to wake up in Abraham's bosom. Praise the Lord. You, it cannot happen. You cannot sleep in Delilah's laps and when you wake up, oh, Father Abraham. It will not happen. You cannot sow mango and reap apple. There was a time I was not walking. I said, Lord, what is going on? When I started walking, to be honest with you, there was a, an inward joy that filled my heart when I brought out my checkbook to write my tithe. I was so pleased that I was writing tithe. Amen? Any man or woman of God. You know, you know God can decide to... Nothing difficult for God to do is there. God can decide to bring Tampal Stalin here for his work. But God chose you and I to be part of what he wants to do. I give this illustration every time that I have opportunity of taking offering. That if I go to the shops and buy ten apples for my children, ten, and give to each of them ten, 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 and ten of them, I say, give me one each. That's that's ten percent, yes. Any of, can you imagine? I give them ten, and tell them to keep nine and give me one. And that one they want to give me, they want, if they want to cut it into two. Or tell me, no, dad. What would you as a parent, what would you think? This is how it is with us and God. When God has given the ability to make wealth, provided job of job for us, and when we, salary is paid, God said, bring 10% into my house. You think you're giving to apostle? Let me tell you, it'll be, it'll be hard to know. Apostle doesn't care how much the church raises. All he knows is that his own apostle and Momoma pay their tithe without fail. I have not seen any man or woman in this church that can give that to, to people, ever. In contributing for church building or in giving to people, I'm sorry, if that's done. And if they can do that, because they recognize who they are in God. Time has come for us to really know who we are in God. If you are a wife and you want to be the husband, you don't know who you are yet. If you are a husband and you want to be the wife, you don't know who you are yet. If you are a child and you be the mother or the father, you don't know who you are yet. Remain who you are because God knew why he made you who you are. Because you are special in God's sight. Tonight, this afternoon, have it in your heart. That I'm special in God's sight. You know, all you will never sink in water. Praise the Lord. Oil. Yes? What any type of oil? Bring water and put that oil. It will float. In the things of the world, you will float. You will never sink. You will never sink because God has a plan for you. And that plan must come to pass. So whatever you are doing now, sit back. God, I surrender totally to you. Take absolute control. Because sometimes many of us have a plan. I want God to rubber stamp it. 
and we haven't looked at it. When we want to marry that wife or husband, we're giving God the statistics. Six-footer, bicep, this one, that one. Is, is it a, what do they call that one? Six packs. I, tell, I told somebody one day that every man has six packs. The difference is some people's stone is covered with flesh. <laughs> uh, everyone has six packs. But when the flesh gives way, it will come out. But it's in there. The special grace of God inside of you. But you, when you work it out, it will come out. Praise the Lord. You are special in God's sight. When you work it out, it will come out. Praise the Lord. And Moses told the Israelites, move on. Brothers and sisters, let's move on in this year. Next year is a great year for Christ's tabernacle. Great things will be happening. Please, none of us should be found wanting. Let us move on. Let's stand, please. Let us give God glory. Let us thank Him. Let's glorify Him. Let's adore Him because He's our God. There's nothing like like our God. Father, we bless and glorify Your name in the name of Jesus. We give You praise and glory. Father, we magnify Your name, O God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank God because you are a special child. Amen. We always say we are not ordinary. So let's thank God this evening, this afternoon rather. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for what you have made us to God the day that we give our lives to you. We bless your holy name for, oh God, your word that has brought us to the place of remembrance of who we are in you. Lord, be exalted in this afternoon, O oh God. We give you all the glory and praise. We thank you, Father, for your word, O oh God, that has come with power and insight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I don't have this kind of amen. amen. This is the headquarters. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. I want us to pray. You know, because when pastor was preaching to us, he insisted on some things. You may have gone through issues in your life that people may have done to you, that today you find it difficult to forgive them. But yet, as you were listening to the man of God, he said that because you're a special person, there are things that God wants to do in your life. But those things can be a hindrance for what God wants to do. So we're going to pray, Father, look into my heart. X-ray me and take away anything that can hinder me. Anything that is unforgiveness in me, take it away. Lord, I want my life to be according to that which you have ordained. Lift up your voice and pray. Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, as you spoke through the mouth of your servant, O God. And Lord God, you said that we should look into our lives, O Father. Lord God, because of what you have made us to be. Lord, anything contrary, O God, that which, contrary to that which you have ordained for our lives, O God. Any path of life that we have gone through, that is still, O oh God, lingering in us. Any grudge that is still lingering in us. Father, today we put it at the foot of your altar. In the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth. Lord God, x-ray us, O oh God, and take away anything that can hinder us. To enter into, O oh God, the promise of God in our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray to you, God. Yes, Lord God, any relationship that we have had, O oh God, that have brought us to the place, O oh God, of glory, of of grudge. Father, Lord God, today, take it away from our lives, O God. 
Take anything that is in forgiveness from us, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we give you glory and praise. We exalt and magnify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Our God and King, we thank you today for your word. That has come with power and insight. As we go through the week, through the week, God, grant us to meditate upon it, God. Even in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.